why so somber, Harland? Well, an interesting show today. Uh, I'm going to share some bad news with you today, just for a m moment. I feel like it's important. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit of a tragedy that happened on the show today. Uh, and then we're going to move on to the funny, the silly, the wacky. Um, I think we have uh, a visit from uh, a police officer, Chin Ho, from Hawaii Five-O. <sighs> That's what I've been hearing. I'm not sure that it's happening. I, I hope it doesn't happen because he annoys me, to be honest. He's a nice man. But a little annoying. And uh, anyways, you've heard him here before. I don't know if he's here or not. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, also, a uh, a story, a story about a modern day blunder that um, could happen to any of us and happened to me. Something that caught me really off guard that uh, we just kind of take for granted, and then boom, it lands in your face. And I won't tell you what it is. You'll have to listen to the show, uh, but it could happen to you is what I'm saying. Okay? So listen up, because right now what's happening to you is the Harland Highway! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is such a Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Okay, gang, so today's show's a little bit unique. Uh, you know, usually I keep it fun and lighthearted and goofy and silly, but for the first, like, five minutes of the show, it's going to get a little more serious um, as I pay homage, as I pay a little tribute to my mother who just recently passed away on July 4th. Uh, very sad time. I'm sure there's listeners uh, right now who uh, have had their mother pass away, obviously, or maybe their mother is sick or, you know, I, I don't know. We all have to confront that moment in our lifetimes, and uh, it's not easy. It's it's hard. Your mother is the one that brought you into the world, and uh, it's intense. It's intense, but uh, I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to go too deeply into it because obviously it's a very personal thing. But uh, I always admired my mother for her kindness and her generosity and her intelligence and and I always thought of my mother as a very smart woman. She was very smart academically. She entered university when she was eighteen years old. She. She went on to be a social worker and a marriage counselor and a teacher and an author and, you know, a hundred other things. And so uh, I was at the hospital by her bedside, uh, you know, just days before she died. And and I thought, you know, I'd, I'd love to have a little moment where I could, you know, get my mother to, if she wanted to, leave a little message behind and she knows I do the podcast, and she likes that I do the podcast. And so I thought, 
you know, I, I want a little message from my mother that maybe touches you, the listeners, or whoever happens to come across this little soundbite. And so I asked my mother, I said, Mom, before you go, is there any any words of wisdom, anything you'd like to leave behind for people? I mean, my mom could write a book on it, but I kind of put her on the spot in the moment. And uh, at first, as you'll hear, she kind of used her sense of humor, and then I had to kind of keep pushing her to kind of get to being a little more serious. Um, and I'm glad I did. Um I sound a little upbeat in the clip because I was trying to pour positive energy and keep her spirits up and keep it light. And, of course, my mom's sense of humor, she kind of had me laughing while I was talking to her. And she kept kind of going back to a, one of my movies that I did that she was very proud of. And uh, so anyways, I, like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's a very personal thing. But I did want to play this clip for you guys and uh, in hopes that maybe my mother says something in there that that rubs off on you or has meaning to you or or uh, enlightens you somehow. Uh, I felt like uh, personally it was important to, you know, have my mother's voice heard. And um, it's a little tough because this is just days before she passed away and She's in a hospital bed. She really can't move anymore, and she's really having trouble speaking. To speak for her was very labored. And uh, she found the energy to perk up for this little moment. And, um, you know, she said a few words, and uh, I thought I'd share them with you guys. Um, as I said, maybe it's a little bit of therapy for me. And uh, at the very least, maybe there's something in her words that has value to you. So here it is, a little clip from my mom just before she passed away. And then after that, we will get on to back to the silly stuff. So here we go. Look, I'm recording. You want to say anything to the world? Yes, I want to say what a lovely son I have in Harland Williams. Oh, come on. And all our other wonderful children. I'm very blessed. And What's your lucky. message to the world, though, all the people listening? What's your message to you know, give them a message of hope and encouragement? Okay, it's the message from Rocket Man. He has the whole world in his hands. No, no. It's got to be your message. What's your, from your heart? Your soul, what's your message to everyone listening? My message is, he has the whole world in his hands. No, Mom, <laughs> what's your, stop laughing. What's your message from, from you, Lorraine Williams, to the rest of the world? This is your chance, your, your philosophy on life. That everything that's created is good that the world will never be abandoned by God, that all children deserve a happy childhood and growing up space, and that true love is hard to find, but very 
very desirable to hang on to once you find That's my message. That's your message? Yes. And I can put that on my podcast for the world to hear? Yes, you may. And give us your name. Lorraine Williams. Superstar. Superstar. (laughs) Jazz singer and writer. Jazz singer? Where's that come from? Let's not push it, Mom. (laughs) Let's not push it. Hey, we can make up anything we want. That's right. All right. Well, thanks, Mom. I'm sure people will appreciate your message. It's a good one. Good. All right. Want to say goodbye? Bye, dear. Not to me, to everybody. Bye, everybody out there in the listening world. There you go. Good. So there it is. I hope I hope you don't find that morbid or insensitive in any way. But my my mom, my mom really liked to talk to people and communicate with people, and her whole life was dedicated to helping. Helping people. Excuse me. Wow. Um, but, uh, anyways, I hope, uh, I hope there was something there for you guys. And RIP to my mom. Great woman. And, uh, love you, mom. And, uh, that's it. Raj, let's, uh, let's go to a commercial. We'll I compose myself. We ask people who don't use eye drops to take the Visine test. With both eyes irritated and red, we put a drop of Visine with tetrahydrosoline into one eye and left the other eye alone. Here's what they said. It does get the red out. The Visine eye is clear. It was very easy to use. Took the red out. I, I gotta agree it did. Take the Visine test and see for yourself. Visine gets the red out of both your eyes. Visine gets the red out. It really does. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Harlan, big fan. Number one, my favorite is Dr. Ascot. Harlan. That was pretty shitty. And my other favorite is Shin Ho. I love those two guys. I clean pools for a living, and I listen to those skits over and over again, and they are fucking hilarious. So do me a favor. Bring me back a little Dr. Ascot and a little Chin. Got one more thing to say to you, Harlan. Pineapple! Okay, wow. Uh you know, I'm glad you I'm glad you missed those guys. Uh, you know, I you might be on to something. Half of this I think you're on to it, okay? I kind of silently stopped seeing Dr. Ascock cuz we've been doing him for years and and you know, the powers that be felt like the show was getting stabilized and I didn't need to do on-air therapy anymore, but you know, after the passing of my mother, maybe it would be a good thing for me to have him on and talk about, you know, death and losing a parent or a family member. That, that might be very therapeutic, so maybe down the road I, I might get Dr. Ascot in here for that. Thank you. But as far as Chin Ho uh, from Hawaii 5.0, I'm glad you like him, but th- there's no real reason for him to be here. I mean, we're living on the mainland. 
why we care about what's going on in Hawaii and the crime scene. I don't give a crap. And this guy is a nut. I mean, why do we need to know? What? Hold on. Who's here? You've got to be kidding me. I was just talking about him. There's no way. Get that. Slam the front door. Oh, God. Do we have to have him? I... Okay, well, looks like you got your wish, guy. Whole talk about karma or serendipity or whatever. Apparently, Chin Ho is here. He's in the building. Send him in. Good Lord. Here he is, Chin Ho, detective from Hawaii Five O Police Force. Hello, Chin. Hello. Wow, are you? Do you have a cold? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Every time you come in here, you sound a little bit weaker. I'm fine. You're fine. Yes. Okay, well, how's things in Hawaii? Very good. Hot. Lots of crime. Lots of crime, yes. Yes. And what? Yeah. Do, do you we do, do we need? Yeah. I, do we need to know the crime in Hawaii? It's part of United States of America. I know it's 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 one of the states. Yes. So we must be included. Okay, but can't we just watch the news or something? No. You have to come into my studio, to my podcast, and tell us about crime stories in Hawaii. Is that it? Yes. Can you just say words nice and short? No. Good Lord. Do you go to any other podcasts and give them the uh, the Hawaii Five O crime update? No. So why me? Me likey. Harland Highway. Well, I'm flattered, I guess, but... Yeah. Okay. Boy, oh boy. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be irritated with you. Yes. But yet I am. No. Can we just... Why don't we get to the crimes and you can get back to the beat? Okay. And please... And I say this delicately. Can we not have the crimes be of a certain nature? Excuse me? Can, can, can we have crimes that are typical of landlocked crimes here in the United States that involve knives and guns and and not just all involve... What? It seems that all the crimes you report on, Chin Ho, yes, seem to be perpetrated by yes. I don't even want to say it. Pineapple? No, no, don't, don't do it. Don't, oh God! See, here we go. Here's the, the the stupid music. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. I see we're going to be going down this street again, huh? What? You know what I mean. The Pineapple Street? Oh, God. Oh. Oh, why do I let... 
Turn it off! Just get to your cry. Let's get through it. I know where this is going, Chin-Ho. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Your first crime is? Serial killer. What? We have a serial killer. You have a serial killer loose in Hawaii? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, that, okay, that, that sounds a little dangerous. I, I didn't realize things were that intense over there. Yes, serial killer. Wow. Reminds me of my favorite cereal. It reminds you of your favorite cereal. Yes. Which is? Cheerios. Okay, Cheerios, yes? With fresh fruit. Yes, with fresh fruit into it. What kind of fresh fruit? Pineapple. Ah, oh, come on. What, what? Did you, are you setting me up now? What the hell is that? Turn it off. Roger, turn it off. Turn the stupid theme music off. Turn it off! Is there really a serial killer? Yes. I don't even want to know. Move on. What else is going on in Hawaii? These crimes, these horrible crimes. Sea turtles dying in the thousands. What? Dying sea turtles? Yes. Okay, now that makes me sad because I I love the critters. I, I just saved a turtle a few weeks ago. Yes, I listened to Harlan Highway. Well, thank you. I, what, what, what is killing these turtles? Rings. Oh, the, the uh, I get it. The six packs from the six packs of, uh, of Coke or the six packs of beer, those plastic rings. I've seen this. I've seen pictures of this. Yes. Where people pollute. They drop the, the, those, those six-pack rings, the plastic rings that hold the cans together into the water. The turtles get them around their neck, the sea turtles. Yes, sea turtles. That, that, that's what I said. Yeah. And they, they slowly choke to death because as, as the uh, turtles grow, the, uh, the rings around their neck uh, don't expand. I didn't say it was pop can rings. What? Not pop can rings. Well, well, if not pop can rings around their neck, what kind of rings are around a sea turtle's neck in Hawaii? A pineapple ring. Ah! No, 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 no! I said it, pineapple ring. Come on! Roger! Shut the damn music off! Shut it off! Shut it off! Oh my god! Here I am getting concerned about these sea turtles dying, and you're telling me that they have rings around their neck? Pineapple rings. Ah! Oh. Shut it off! Shut it off! Damn it! You're very upset. Yes, I'm upset. Crime is something to be upset about, and you're making a joke about it. I've got a joke. You've got a joke? Yes. Oh, boy, I can't wait to hear this. All, all your crime stories seem like a joke to me. Watch it now. Well, I'm just saying, Chin Ho. You want to hear my joke? 
Like any, I'd rather hear your joke. Anything's better than the crime stories that end in the P word. Okay, here's joke. Okay, tell it. What do you get when you use your iPhone in the forest? What? Hold on. What do I get if I use my iPhone in the forest? I don't know. Pine apple. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what? Get him out. Get him out. Get him on a boat. Buy him a plane ticket. Get the Hawaii Five O guy, Chinho, back to the Big Island. Pine, as in the pine forest. I get it, Chinho. And Apple, because iPhones made by Apple. Oh, gee, thanks for spelling it out. Put them together. Don't do it. You get. Don't do it. Pineapple. Oh, God. Get out, get out, get out. Holy crap! This just this is just gonna keep happening, isn't it? Unreal. Roger, go to a commercial. I've already had an emotional podcast. I, I, I'm a little vulnerable right now, as you can tell. I've been through a lot. Uh, it's, it hasn't been easy the last few days and weeks, and now you, you give me this guy. Go to a commercial. Oh, God. And turn that damn music off. Turn it off. God. Mom, hmm? I've got to ask you something real personal. Hmm? Do you douche? I sure do. But only with Massimville vinegar and water. Why Massimville vinegar and water? That's what my doctor recommends. For a naturally fresh feeling, only Massengill has two vinegar and water douches. Pure, extra mild, and extra cleansing when you need it. You'll see how clean and fresh Massengill makes you feel. Massengill, trusted by more women than any other brand. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Let's let's slow things. Let's get back to reality here for a minute, shall we, gang? Um, God. Wow. What are the odds? A pavement pounder calls in and says he loves Chin Ho. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you love him, but he ain't ever coming back here. And boom, who shows up? Talk about uh, Newton's Law or whatever, Murphy's Law. Whatever bad can happen will happen, or however it goes. Um, oh. Um. But uh, let me uh, let me uh, tell you a story that's a little more grounded, a little more down to earth, and uh, kind of an odd story because it it was one of these things that caught me by surprise in this day and age. Okay, and I don't know if you guys have been caught off guard by this situation, but uh, boy, it sure threw me for a loop. And it could happen to you any day. So listen up, children. Gather round the fire, children, and listen up. Uh, so here's the deal. I was I was in uh, Toronto. I was back home, and I was uh, staying at my cousin's place downtown Toronto. He was out of town. He let me as he let me as pad, dude, and it was really cool. And I got up early one morning. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of little diners and stuff along the roadway near his house. I'm just gonna walk the diners and find a hole in the wall and eat, have a nice old fashioned bacon and eggs breakfast. You know, is there anything? Was there any more great comfort food than that? 
Um, so I'm walking along, and uh, I bump into this crazy little, like, mom-and-pop diner. You know, it, it looks like it's been there for a million years. It's squished between two other shops, like a clothing store and a shoe retailer. And, you know, it's just one of those streets like you see in New York where it's shop after shop after shop. They're just everything sandwiched together, okay? And... Um, and so I, I go in, and it, the name on the sign is just like restaurant. It was like something or other, but the biggest thing there was uh, restaurant. So I look through the window, and sure enough, it's a skinny little place. It's about the width of a garage, and it's about the depth of maybe, I don't know, like uh, it probably goes back about 80 feet, 90 feet, okay? And... Um, so I go in and I look and, and there's the at, the at the opening of the little diner it's it's the counter with the old bar stools and it's a little dirty but I look behind the counter and it looks like it's an old like kind of ethnic like Greek or Mediterranean husband and wife team the the uh, chef's got a little apron on and he's got the, the grill there you know the big flat giant grill where you could sleep on it if it wasn't turned on and uh, he had the gray hair and the mustache and the apron around his belt uh, with the with the stains on it. Um, and uh, and and the wife was uh, looked a little younger, but she looked a little 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 beaten down, but still looked like life was good. And I was like, ah, oh, this is exactly what I wanted—a little mom and pop place. I go in, I walk, I'm gonna sit at the counter, and I'm like, I'm thinking, ah, oh, they go go get a table. So I, I go to the kind of the midpoint of the restaurant. I grab a table, and there's uh, there's this old black dude sitting in front of me. He's doing what I'm doing. He's ordered breakfast. After, you know, it's like 10 in the morning. He's got a beer going. And then over to the left of me, it's hilarious. There's these two, like, uh, you know, a buddy of mine, an old comedian of mine, used to have a line in his act, my friend Eric Tunney. He had a line called Harley Honey's. And I think that sums it up, okay? A, a Harley honey is pretty much like, a, you know, a chubby chick with tattoos and uh, kind of looks a little rough around the edges and stocky and looks like she could punch her lights out. So I walk past, and the, at the other table, there's a couple of Harley honeys sitting there. And they got the big arms and the tattoos and, and uh, their hair's pulled back. And they look like they've had quite the life. And, of course, they're sitting there. They're not eating breakfast. They got a couple of beers and Bloody Marys going on. Okay? And I'm like, wow, perfect. So I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of all this. I, uh, I get the waitress's attention right away because I'm, I'm one of four people there. She goes, what would you like? I look at the menu. It's just, oh, it's just simple. Bacon and eggs, pancakes, ham. And I just went, bring me a couple of eggs over medium, some bacon, and some white toast with some butter on it, and an apple juice. Perfect. I'm loving this little place. I'm kind of eavesdropping on the Harley honeys who are, like, kind of getting into it. They're, they're getting a little boisterous. They're, they're kind of getting into a little fight. But they're trying to hold back because I think they realize, you know, they're probably the only ones they got because they're, they're kind of in a weird uh, place, you can tell. And they're talking about doing the laundry and they're talking about doing all this funny stuff. And in the background of the world, Cup's playing on a, on a big screen TV, but not a flat screen. 
Not the modern-day flat screens, the old big screen, the ones that stand on the floor and were huge and took up half your living room. And the picture wasn't high def. It was kind of fuzzy and pixelated. So we got the World Cup playing behind me, and I'm, I'm loving it. This is just the atmosphere I wanted, right? And then all of a sudden the lady comes over. Here's your bacon and eggs, your apple juice. Love it. I eat it all up. Let listen in on more of the Harley honeys and their Harley honey chat. The black dude in front of me is just minding his own business. He's kind of staring off into space. <laughs> Big grin on his face. I finish my meal. I look around. I take the place in. And I'm like, man, this meal was like six bucks. And I'm like, look at these people. How, how much can this place really make? You know, it's old. It's dusty. It's, it's in the middle of kind of nothing. I could tell it was like kind of a husband and wife team that, that this was their daily existence. This is what kept their lives and their family together. At least that's what I assumed. I could be wrong. For all I know, they didn't even know each other. But it looked like the dynamic was a husband and wife deal, right? And I'm like, six bucks. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to go up there and give them a big tip. I'm going to give them a tip bigger than the price of my meal. I'm going to give them like 20 bucks, you know? Just because this moment, the ambiance, this was just what I was looking for. You know, in the, in the world of cheesecake factories and drive-through breakfasts and, and uh, you know, everything having a corporate name on it. Everyone out marketing their asses off to get your money to buy their processed food. I felt like I walked into somebody's home. I felt like I was in their home and they served me breakfast. It just had that feeling. It was... It was kind of nice. The air was a bit stale in there. The, there was a layer of dust on things. But, you know, the food was good. I could see the grill. The grill was clean. The, the people running it looked healthy and nice. And I thought, man, they're working hard. I'm going to give them a big tip. I'm gonna, it's not, like, huge, but I'm going to give them double what my damn breakfast costs. I'll give them 20 bucks. Now, here's where it gets weird. I get up. The Harley Honeys have made their way out. They downed their uh, last drops of their beers and their Bloody Marys. I walk past the smiling black guy. I don't turn around to look at the score on the uh, giant television. And uh, I get up to the front, and uh, I pull out my Visa card, and I hand it to them. And as I'm handing it to them, I look on the counter and there's a sign that you rarely ever, 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 ever see anymore. Cash only. Cash only. Cash only. Yeah, cash only, man. And I'm like, oh, no. First, The first panic I had was, oh, my God, I don't have cash. Usually I do carry cash, but I'd been hanging around. I'd been spending. So I go, oh, my God. I, so I start going through my pockets. And sure enough, I had like $6 in bills and like like $1.50 in change. And I'm like, oh, my God. So so here I go. I, I give them the money for the bill, and then I go, here's your tip. It's, I give her a whole handful of change, and I, I was like, oh, my God, I was going to tip you so much bigger, but you, 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 don't take, uh, you don't take Visa. She goes, no, cash only. And then I kind of started going through my mind. I get it. They're in the hard part of town. 
They got the smiling, glazed-over black guy staring at the the fan going around. You got the Harley honeys who are drinking beers and Bloody Marys at 10 in the morning. You got the uh, 1983 big-screen TV going. And I realized this this isn't the neighborhood. This isn't the, the area where people are walking around with credit cards. This this ain't the area where even if they had a credit card, it'd be like, you know, it could be uh, a white guy with a credit card and the picture on it would be of a Vietnamese guy, if you get my drift. It probably won't even be his own credit card. And so then I said to the lady, I said, oh, man, I wanted to give you a big tip. Uh, you, you don't take Visa, you just take cash. She goes, it's okay, it's okay, thank you very much. And she was so nice and humble and I made a point of saying to the guy, this was before I even paid, when I first walked up to the counter, you know, there's no one else around. So I said to the, to the cook, the, the husband, I, I said, hey, delicious. And he kind of half turned around like he didn't believe what I said. And he turned, cocked his head, and I went, hey, sir, that was a delicious meal. Thank you so much. And then he really turned around because he heard it twice. He's like, in his head, he must be going, I can't believe it. Somebody is telling me that my food is delicious. I make a greasy eggs, a greasy bacon. I uh, make it a toast. How could this be delicious? But somebody here, he thinks it's delicious. <laughs> I'm like, so I, I really pushed it. I said, that was really good. Thank you. And it was just bacon and eggs. It, it was good. It was delicious. But it wasn't like he made me a, a lobster Florentine or whatever the hell they're called. Right? And so, uh, and so after all this hoopla, me telling how great it was, I go, oh yeah, and here's a handful of quarters for a tip, a dollar forty. Now, first of all, I was just glad I had enough to pay for everything. Because imagine if I didn't, I'd be like, oh, uh, it's only six bucks, but I can't pay. Here, hold my driver's license and my keys while I go find a a, a bank machine. So anyways, the point of my story is to always carry cash with you. I mean, it is such a weird feeling in this day and age with our cell phones and our credit cards and our, and our cash machines and all that, our debit cards. It just feels so weird to not be able to use them. I felt like I'd stepped into an episode of Little House on the Prairie or something where this stuff hadn't been invented yet. Hi, here's my Visa card. I'm sorry, what is that? This is my Visa card? I'm going to pay for something? I don't understand. You want, you want to pay for my beautiful bacon and eggs with a little rectangle piece of plastic? I, what, what are you, a fucking idiot? No, it, it's, my, it's my Visa card. No, you're a fucking idiot. I made you a fucking delicious breakfast bacon and eggs. You hand me a, a piece of rectangle plastic? You're some kind of a fucking idiot. No, sir, I'm not a fucking idiot. Uh, well, I'd say this is my restaurant. I'd say you're a fucking idiot. Uh. <sighs> so, so there you go, man. It was a shocker. I walked out of there. I was like, I, I felt kind of ashamed. I felt kind of bad. I, I felt really disappointed that I couldn't give them any money. And it was quite a walk to get to this place. And I knew there wasn't a, an ATM machine anywhere between there and my cousin's place. And as, as much as in my heart I wanted to go, I'm going to find an ATM machine and walk all the way back there. I just didn't have the time or the energy. But if I'm back there again, which I have a feeling I will be, 
I'll drop him a big giant tip and even the score. So there you go. Always keep a little cash in your pocket, right, gang? <sighs> okay, so let's end the show there. I gave you some great advice. Again, um, um, interesting show. Thanks for thanks for uh, indulging me, allowing me to uh, to uh, play that little clip from my mother. You know, this show is an extension of an expression of me and my world and my life, and and I really struggled with should should I should I let you guys in on such an intimate moment? Should I should I let you guys into that part of my life that that it's painful and 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 hard to deal with and and I thought you know yes I I I I don't keep a lot back on this show I don't I don't give all the details of my life but it wasn't so much about you know dealing with my relationship with my mother and and the ups and downs and the the trials and the tribulations what I really really wanted to do is as I said I I feel my mother was a wonderful woman and. I just really wanted her to, I guess in a way, not be forgotten. And she won't be, believe me. She has thousands of friends. She touched a lot of lives with all her work and and her kindness in the world. But I thought, you know, you guys have never heard from my mother. And maybe something in what she said um, touches you. And that, that would make me happy. And and even if it doesn't touch you, just to know my mother existed and that she was alive and she was my mom and that you guys got to hear her. And I'll leave it right there. Thank you for uh, allowing me to share that with you. And uh, let me close by saying I hope your mothers are all healthy and uh, doing well. And, uh, and uh, you know, take the time out to, uh, to say hello. Tell your mother you love her. Send her some flowers. Because, uh, like all mothers, one day the mothers aren't there anymore. And I can tell you firsthand, it's, it's a different kind of emptiness. It's a, it's a hole in my soul, pardon the rhyme, pardon my rap. It's a hole in the soul unlike I've ever felt before. It's, it's, uh, it's different than any type of losing a girlfriend or a friend dying or, you know, it, it's really uh, it's really a powerful emptiness when your mother goes away. So I'm glad I could share her words with you. That's as much as I'm going to go into it. And uh, I, uh, I uh, again, my final words to my mom, rest in peace, mom. Love you. And uh, that's it. Let's uh, Let's move on to some announcements, for gosh sakes. And by the way, no thanks to uh, Chin Ho. Uh, just let's have that for the record. Uh, as much as I was happy to share my mom with you, I was not happy to share that annoying uh, cop, Chin Ho, uh, from Hawaii Five O, and all his stupid pineapple. Oh, God! Get out! Get out! Shut it off! Shut it off! Get out! Oh. Let's do some announcements. Wow. He got he got me. Sticks his head back in right at the end. Thanks for that, Roger. <sighs> okay, so uh let's see. Go to harlanwilliams.com if you want to leave a voicemail. That's 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. Harlanwilliams.com. You can write me if you don't want to leave a voice message. Um check out my stand-up comedy sp- uh, schedule at harlowilliams.com. I'm doing a big tour starting at uh, the end of uh, June, July, August. 
right through the fall. I might be coming to your town or city, so check it out. Um, also, uh, check out the uh, HarlandWilliams.com uh, online store at HarlandWilliams.com. And join my YouTube channel. There's a little subscription button down there on the corner. And if you join for free, if I put up a wacky video, you're the first to see it. So there you go. Um, And uh, outside of that, man, we are golden. Enjoy life. Enjoy every minute of life, ladies and gentlemen, because it goes by quickly. And then one day you take your last breath and that's it. So uh, no matter what's going on in your life, your trials, your tribulations, things that might be bumming you out, try and rise above them, look around them, and enjoy every moment of your beautiful life. And on that note, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby, with pineapple. Ah!